All right, I'm Andrew Work on Money Talk, shaking the rust off, apparently. Uh, in your money today, Carolyn Wright looks at what you need to know about investing in gold. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. In your money today, I'm joined again by Ankit Suri, who is co-founder of the personal finance platform Planto. And today we are going to look at investing in something that has been seen as valuable pretty much throughout history. And that is gold. Thank you for joining me, Ankit. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to having a golden time. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, we hear gold referred to as being a safe haven a lot of the time. People choose to invest in it at times of market turmoil. So, so let's go into that because that's one of the fundamental things we hear about gold investing. Yeah, so gold is often considered as a hedge against inflation as people think that it's actually increases in value as the purchasing power of the dollar goes up, which means inflation rises. And the theory is basically that, you know, as riskier assets like stocks, they fall, then in investors sort of look into investing into precious metals like gold, which drives the price up and offsets the losses. But the interesting thing is that the actual track record has been mixed. In fact, like evidence shows that gold hasn't always provided a good hedge against inflation. It all depends on the time frame that you are considering. And so as an example, in the 80s, gold investors lost between 80 to 84, the gold investors lost 10% on average, when the annual inflation was about 6.5%. So basically, data just shows that just because there is market turmoil happening, or there's high inflation, don't go into gold blindly thinking it's a safe asset, so sort of safe haven. But look at what the trends are, uh, because these correlations don't always hold true, uh, as the data has shown. Okay, now let's talk about how easy it is to invest in gold. A lot of us, particularly here in Hong Kong, we don't have much space or, or anywhere to keep things safe. So, you know, the idea that I think you might get from films of buying gold as a, as a hefty bar that's going to take up some space, that's not necessarily how it works, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I recently got married and coming from an Asian family, you know, my wife got gold from our parents, right? So gold is an intergenerational thing, especially in this part of the world, because people really believe in uh, owning gold as an asset, uh, as, as an emergency in the future as well. So that's one way to own gold, which is sort of, you know, you own gold as a physical asset itself. You can... You can and, and in the meantime, your wife's jewelry probably looks very nice. <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It it comes with the liability of us having to make sure that it's safe. But yeah, it it does look really nice. Um, and so the thing about sort of gold as an investment, though, is that when you look at physical ownership, like a gold coin or a gold bar or even jewelry, you kind of need to consider things like the cost of storage, obviously. But when it comes to even jewelry, there are things like making cost on top of it as well, which might add cost to if you're looking at that as a purely investment asset. So while that's one way to invest in gold, the other way where a lot of people are looking at is, is basically called paper gold. Basically, you know, these, these paper golds are basically like funds, which basically purchase gold bars and closely track the price of the gold. And what investors do is that when they invest in these funds, they basically buy shares or a fractional ownership of that asset. It's kind of like a proxy for physical possession of the gold. So it kind of ensures that you don't have to worry about things like storing them, keeping it uh, safe, keeping it safe. And, and you know, you can live your life pretty happy. Uh, in Hong Kong, specifically, we have some options like, you know, banks offering gold accounts as part of their offering. Or if you go to the stock market on your brokerage app, then we have some ETFs called gold ETFs from various sort of providers who, who, who list these for people to purchase. 
Is there a, a reason for investors who are choosing to go for this paper gold as against physical gold to be cautious in any way? It, it, it sounds overall like it could be safer and easier, but what should they be aware of? Because paper gold is an investment, the number one thing is that, you know, it's not principle protected and if people are going into gold because of low risk appetite. It does not even protect sort of deposit itself, your principle. And because, you know, there is no physical delivery of gold that is happening and because you can't see it, then you're actually exposing yourself to something known as counterparty risk, which is basically you're giving someone money with them giving you a promise that you own a little bit of gold, but what if it's actually a scam or what if they have leveraged themselves internally, they have they don't have enough gold or they don't have the ability to pay you back because they might go bankrupt themselves. So there's various kind of what we call counterparty risks that are associated with it. So, you know, as a smart investor, you need to be cautious of who you're giving money to when you invest with a paper gold kind of product. Let's get on to gold ETFs and, and how they work exactly, because they, they sound like an interesting product. You know, we had our recent discussion on ETFs. Can you explain them and, and what you should really be doing your research and where you should be cautious before you choose gold ETF? Yeah. So when you buy a gold ETF as an investor, what you want to make sure is that for every dollar of gold that they are that the ETF is selling, you know, it's backed by actually real gold as part of their holding. Because there can be a point where if they don't have that, it could go bust in case many people are looking to sell um, their gold. So I think the key here is that you want to try and ensure that this particular gold ETF, their holdings of gold is actually audited. And there is some body who has who has provided a second opinion on how much they actually hold. And you can use that as a way to identify uh, you know, if if this ETF is actually a healthy ETF. Are there many of these actually trading in Hong Kong? Again, referring back to our previous ETF discussion, you talked about how ETFs can be listed on different stock exchanges around the world. And, and you can, depending on your brokerage, be able to invest in them in different geographies. Yeah, so uh, in Hong Kong, actually, there are a few ETF providers. There's not that many, but there is some of them are basically 2840, 3081 and sort of 83168. Uh, you know, a couple of them require RMB in order to trade them. Uh, so Hong Kong does have a few ETF. There are some uh, much bigger ones listed on the U.S. Uh, exchange as well. Uh, so you could you could go there as well. Uh, but in Hong Kong, apart from, uh, you know, ETF, Investors also have the choice of going to their banks who, who provide a gold sort of passbook account, similar kind of service. It's different from ETF uh, in the way it works, but you are able to purchase gold without actually having the physical ownership of it with the bank. It's not as liquid as an ETF, as in you can't just like you can't you, just go in the bank and say, give me the value of this now. Yeah, um, they might have sort of a settlement time, etc. But um, as an investor in Hong Kong, you do have a few options. OK, so always yet again, do your research, look into your options and choose what you think works best for Absolutely. you. That's Ankit Suri, who is co-founder of the personal finance platform Planto. Thank you.